So, once upon a time last Saturday, I went and donated blood. And I mostly did that because they were giving away free baseball tickets, and quite frankly, that's the only way I can be bothered to uh, go to any kind of uh, sports, you know, sporting event. Uh, so, I got two tickets, uh, one for myself and one for my dad, because it's actually nice to, you know, catch up on all the, you know, uh, son-father outings that, you know, I missed over the past 25 years or so. And, uh, you know, so I was sitting there, you know, trying to donate blood and you know, take your blood pressure. And mine was uh, 125 over 70, which compared to what it usually is, uh, means I'm almost dead. Control Structure Episode 44, Get Off My Lawn, for September 17th, 2013, with hosts Andrew Bailey and Christopher Thompson. And now, who makes these rules? Dead? Yeah. Almost dead. Almost dead. Don't you stay half to death? Um, I thought I scared people half to death. No. Hmm. Maybe maybe not you, but other people. I tend to scare... Other people, yes, I guess you would scare other people, though. Well, I guess let's break this down. If you scare people half to death, then you're almost dead. Wouldn't that make you a zombie? Uh, no, it means I can acquire the other half-deadness... Things that I took from other people. Ah. And use it for myself. Which may explain why my blood pressure was uh, so high for so long. Sure, you, I mean, you got the werewolf blood in you. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, uh, you know, God help whoever gets my blood. Yep. So... So, how was your uh, vacation last week? What vacation? Um, the whole thing where I had to get not Chris to come on here. Oh, it was good. Me and Ashley had a fun drive up to pick up Camden, her son, and bring him back down here with another person. Oh. Yeah, let's just put it this way. Ten minutes into the ride back, I got a very splinting headache. (laughs) And it wasn't because of Camden. Hmm. I'm not sure if I want you on this podcast. (laughs) But, um, anyways, uh, so yeah, I think last podcast I said that, uh, my team lead came back and, uh, I guess ever since then it's been kind of busy. So, I guess, I guess yay for me and yay for overtime and employment. Let's see, you remember that one article from, like, a few months ago? Uh, where we, we were going over all the assumptions that you should not make about names? Ah, yes. Yeah. So, here's a woman that has been totally failed by the Hawaiian Department of Motor Vehicles. 
um, because her last name is a travesty and it's like 36 letters long or something. In mm. fact, it's so long, I am going to play the video that actually, you know, pronounces her name. For the past 20 years, Janice Mokelani Keihana Iku Kawakahi Hulihe Ekahauna Ele has had to carry two IDs. Yeah, that is her name. Mm. So, you know, I'm, I'm sure that, you know, it's cool to have an ethnic name, but a lot of them seem like someone passed out on a keyboard. Probably, or like, more, more, more letters equal richer in your community. So, so yeah. Or, or, or one new letter each generation. Well, uh, I, unfortunately it's not in this article, but it's in another article I read about this. In that, uh, you know, this name has a lot of history to it, and whenever she, you know, says it to, like, a chief or an elder, they know, like, all this history to it. And I gotta say, I understand the history to this name, too. And I'm wondering, what in the world does it mean? Uh, I guess the, uh, the bottom line is, make your, uh, you know, your name fields a lot longer than 35 characters. <laughs> and, you know... And when you're choosing a name, please choose a name that is shorter than all the letters in the alphabet. <laughs> I, 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 th I think my company uses, like, char 100. That sounds reasonable. Yep, and we're only for Americans right now. Oh, dear. Yeah, Bush good. <laughs> uh, hopefully you don't run into those people who don't have any names. Well, even even if we even if we do, we still have what we call temp members, where we give them names like Baby One, Baby Two, Baby Three, Baby Boy, <laughs> Baby Girl. Ah, uh, so um, have you uh, ever heard that the internet is making us dumber? No. Well, I suppose you have now. So, well, it, it, it might be making some. It, it, I think the internet and its movies are making us realize how dumb the human race is. Yeah. So, uh, the Verge has uh, sat down and talked to Clive Thompson. Apparently, he's a writer for the New York Times, and. Uh, yeah, you know, he's you know discussing you know like the internet has not made us dumber. In fact, we've been dumb as we have ever been. You know, in the history of well, ever really. Um, he, uh, I pulled a quote out from here. He says, "I'm 45, so I remember going to college before the interwebs existed, and people were not measurably wiser sitting around discussing Proust." They were watching Married with Children and playing video games. Idiocy is a long-standing feature with our species. Hmm. It goes to show you that, you know, there are certain things that don't change. Uh, speaking of video games, have you ever heard of Grand Theft Auto? Uh, yes, I have. I believe they are in the process of releasing their fifth installment. Yes, uh, GTA V. I think it actually came out today. Ooh. What an interesting name. So, GTA, GTA 2, GTA 3, 4, 5. 
I think they had like San Andreas or Vice City somewhere in there. Yeah, Sin City. But uh, I don't uh, watch TV, so. Yeah, neither do I. So, uh, anyways, uh, PC gamers have started a petition for Rockstar, the people who make GTA, and they're asking them to port it to PC. Uh, since it's only on uh, 360 and PS3 right now. Oh. So. Yeah, GTA is usually a little bit slow on that. Yeah, they eventually do. Um, of course, they're, you know, rather uh, tight lipped about it initially. But GTA does make it to PC. So, uh, in response, uh, console gaming peasants unpleased by the rumored incursion of the PC gaming master race into their territory, have started a petition to tell Rockstar to not port GTA 5 to PC. Huh. Well, I wonder who's gonna win this round. Uh, well, right now it looks like, uh, the pro-PC petition is ahead. So, let me check this here. I believe when I uh, started looking at this, uh, the pro petition had 150,000 uh, signers, and the anti-PC uh, port... A- a- anti has 11,000, pro has 424,000. So, but it looks like the... Uh, the number needed is uh, vastly different. Yeah, much vastly different. 15,000 versus 500,000. Uh, who makes these rules? Uh, anyways. Well, I mean, just, just by the sheer number of supporters, let's, uh, let's, let's, let's do a little bit of basic math here. 424 thousand times say this game goes out for what fifty dollars sixty dollars uh i think sixty normally sixty okay that would be 2.5 million um and divide it by two which is you know whoever well whoever sells it normally gets like half the money or something all right that's still 1.27 million so, and I'm not sure what the development budget on this was, but, you know, Rockstar goes absolutely insane with the budgets on GTA. I think the last one was over $100 million or something. Mm-hmm. So, but at that point, it's already, you know, been made. Correct. I mean, they're, they're not rebuilding the engine every time. Right. It's not like they're coming up with a new concept every time. Yep. So, uh, if you're a long-standing listener of this podcast, uh, you might have heard us talk about something that is near and dear to two of both of our hearts, and that is Loading Ready Run. So, uh, let's see, I uh, told... Chris about this back in college. Uh, let's see, that was five years ago now. Pretty much, yeah. Hard to believe, huh? Yeah. 
So, um, so yeah, this is loading ready run. Uh, so apparently in the, over the, uh, interceding time, they have picked up a lot of other side projects and, uh, they have, you know, come to the, I'm sure it was hard for them. And, you know, it comes, comes kind of a shock to me at least that uh, they are planning on ending their weekly sketch comedy. And the Kickstarter of the week is Lur's Last Season of Sketches. Well, I am I think they are going to make it. Oh, yeah. Um, they're 20, 26 days to raise 30,000 cats. 30-some thousand uh, loonies, actually, since they are taking uh-huh. advantage of the fact that uh, uh, kicks, yeah, that uh, Kickstarter has gone to Canada. So, um, you know, if you haven't watched Loading Ready Run, uh, go ahead and start watching. I mean, what are you waiting for? Um, let's see, the video where I started watching was uh, Halo. I think it was Halo, A Future of Gaming. Uh, I think they released that back in 2007. And uh, let's see, it took me like about a week or so to watch all their backlog up until then. And I realized that I had seen a, a previous video of theirs, the Rejected Wii games. Mm. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure that your favorite one at least was, uh, the LHC. Yep. So... Yeah, after all, the large hamster collider. Indeed. Um, so, yeah, they, uh, there's pretty much, you know, all sorts of, you know, geeky videos. You know, they, you know, reference video games all the time and, you know, other aspects of weird things. Uh, recently they, uh, went to The Escapist and are posting there. So, yeah, uh, so their plan is to raise all this money. And starting in January, uh, they're not going to do anything else. They're just going to do this. And they're, you know, uh, going to send the sketches off with the respect they rightfully deserve. Um, until, you know, the end of 2014. Uh, it seems like the key word in all of this is uh, weekly sketches. Uh, so, you know, they want to do other side projects, stuff that I think makes them more money. Um, but, you know, they said that, you know, sure, occasionally we might do a sketch, but it's mm-hmm. not going to be every week. Hmm. Well, let's hope they don't lose a lot of fans. So uh, I don't think that they will. I mean, you know, I'll still, you know, uh, remember that symbol until the rest of my days. True. Hi, I'm Paul. And I'm Graham. And for the past 10 years, Paul and I and the rest of the Loading Ready Run crew have produced original comedy sketches every week without fail. In fact, we recently produced our 500th video. Over the years, what began as two guys morphed into a sketch comedy troupe and then a full video production house. 
We've grown a lot, and the sketches are far from the only thing we produce these days. Yep. In addition to the weekly sketch, we also produce the weekly shows Unskippable and Feed Dump for The Escapist, Checkpoint on Penny Arcade TV, and the monthly series Friday Nights for Wizards of the Coast, as well as behind-the-scenes videos, our podcasts, Magic the Gathering draft videos for MTGO Academy, and our Thursday Night Live drafts on Twitch TV. All these projects take time, and the sketches, with their weekly changes of sets, costumes, and props, is by far our most time-intensive project. It shouldn't surprise you to hear that it's the biggest outlay of time and effort of anything we do, with the smallest return. But this is our job, and we've always made up the shortfall with our other shows and big projects for clients, like Strip Search for Penny Arcade, or the Pocket Plane Shorts for Nimblebit. And the thing is, we like doing those projects, and we want to do more different projects. But... As ambitious as we are, we can't do it all. So out of everything we produce, something has to give. A while ago, we decided that stopping the weekly sketches on our own terms was the right choice. Just not quite yet. Obviously, we could never keep doing weekly sketches forever. And we liked the idea of stopping when we decided to. But it's been what we do for so long that we wanted to give the sketches the send-off they deserve. That's where you come in. If this Kickstarter is successful, we'll be able to replace the money we would make from client projects with direct support from you. The sketches would be our focus for the year instead of the thing we do as well as these other projects. Friday the 13th was pretty recently. Yes, it was. It was a major disaster. How so? Well, when was the last Okay, let me think how to put this. My 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 IT well, the internet went down. The intranet went down. The intranet. Yep. And when was the last time your company's intranet made the web well made the news? Uh never. Well, mine did. Really? Yeah. She manned the IT system down Friday. So, um, were you involved in any of this? Yes, I was, actually. I gotta go home early. Okay, well, I was thinking a little bit, uh... Uh, no, I don't, I don't deal with the network. Oh. Well, have fun with that. Well, it more or less solved. We know the issue, which I can't disclose for... Confidential reasons for, uh, let's see, you know, stuff like uh, if I tell you, I have to kill you. No, it's not worth murder. Well, you know, being sarcastic, you know, come on. True. So, anyways, uh, I think we talked about this uh, maybe two months ago or so. Um, that, uh, Dell was thinking about acquiring Dell. Well, he finally has, uh, for 24.4 Instagrams. Wow. So Dell has acquired Dell. Yes. So, um, it seems that, uh, see, it's owned pretty much, uh, by him and I think Silver Lake Associates, which is like some investment group somewhere. Um... So, apparently, they were having uh, trouble with this Carl Icahn guy, um, which apparently uh, buys out company companies and totally destroys them. Hmm. So, he's the uh, 
you know, part of the camp where uh, companies only exist to make their investors money. So, yeah, uh, hopefully uh, they can get back to innovating uh, PCs like they used to. That would be good, but they don't have a lot of time. Uh, well, I mean, I'm not exactly sure what you mean by that. Well, tablets are taking over the world. Yeah, because, well... Well, people are getting older. Well, they're getting hyped. Um, but, you know, if you want to talk about tablets and stuff... You know, like, I've seen, like, several pictures of, like, elderly people, like, hunched over, you know, like, kind of, like, curled, curled over, you know, looking down at a, you know, iPad in their lap. That doesn't exactly seem right to me. I mean, you know, these are people who were yelling at us ten years ago to, you know, get good posture and sit straight. Hmm. So yeah, but you but also you can't exactly mobily carry around a desktop. Like I can see Dell still, actually, yeah, I can see Dell still being useful for like corporations. But even that being shifted to tablets, uh, sort of. Um, at least for our line of work, you know, desktops and laptops will still be very relevant. Correct. So, I, I mean, but come on, think about it. You could go programming while you skydive. Yeah, but you're also skydiving. Wouldn't you want to, you know, pay attention to that more? No. Uh, we got to finish my code real quick. Ah, uh, kids these days. Ah, uh, kids these days. What are you going to do? Get off my lawn! <laughs> So, uh, you might want to tell Stack Exchange to get off your lawn because it's now five years old. Uh huh. That uh, wonderful website that we uh, all know and love. At least, love anyway. So, um, yeah. Let's see, it was September 2008 that Stack Overflow officially launched. So... In five years, there are over five million questions on more than 100 sites. So, yeah, this is uh, you know an incredible resource. I, I I use Stack Exchange quite often, but I don't like their um, reputation system. Um. Yeah, I kind of when I first you know started coming here. You know, I sort of poked around, and it seems that once you get to a point, you can just, you know, sort of, like, start taking over and controlling things. I mean, you know, I kind of expected uh, people, you know, like, essentially 4chan to happen. You know, like, 4chan would invade this place and, uh, you know, just pretty much tear this place apart, but apparently it didn't happen. And to this day, I'm not exactly sure why that thing did not happen. Hmm. Yeah, that is a very good question. So, 
It's kind of doubtful that you've ever heard of a try. I have heard of a try. It's a data structure. Um, so it's it's try sort catch. of uh no, that's more of a coding structure than an actual data structure. Uh, try is sort of like a very wide tree that uh, pretty much has uh, you know letters in each node. So you can uh, essentially like compress words a lot since uh, you know you can pretty much go through this and the path you take through it is how you spell a word. And like there'd be a, like a flag somewhere saying, you know, if you stop here, your traversal through this tree or this try is uh, is a word. Huh. That seems more complicated than just spelling out the word. Well, it's it's a rather interesting thing that, you know, kind of ties together words and trees. Yeah, unfortunately, you know, the uh, uses uh, for this structure don't come up really too much. So, uh, I would imagine so. So, like in the uh, the example here in the diagram... You know, for instance, you have house and you have homework. So, you know, the H-O is common between, uh, you know, the house and homework. So uh, the H and the O are sort of in the same, you know, it g comes off the same root. So the O there would split into the U for house and to the M for homework. You know Google, right? Yeah, what did they kill this time? Uh, well, they're going to kill support for Internet Explorer 8 in Google Analytics. So, uh, so I'm sort yeah. of, I'm sort of not that familiar with the Google Analytics. Uh, but, you know, it pretty much tells everyone else, you know, who's looking at their website. So they're going to, uh, do this in, uh, the end of 2013. So, um, I'm not sure if it's Google or not, but uh, I heard, I think it might be Google, that they only really support the last two releases of any browser. So for, you know, Internet Explorer, you know, the versions are ancient, but it still ends up being a problem. True. So, yeah... Uh, the last point is very important, given that IE8 is still the world's most popular browser. Uh, at least by version number, anyway. Yep, this is largely due to the fact that XP users cannot upgrade to the newer version of Microsoft browser. Huh. So, and I'm pretty sure, but this is kind of irrelevant now, that uh, Vista came with IE8, and... Uh, you can't put... See, can you put IE8 on Windows 7? Yeah, I think you can. It came with it. So, or no, Vista came with IE7. Uh, Windows 7 came with IE8. Okay. Man, that's confusing. So, yep. but, but then Windows 8 came with IE10. So they skipped one. 
I wonder they were just a mistake. Well, I haven't had much first-hand experience with it, so uh, listen to our last podcast for more info on that, where me and Steven discuss Windows 8. So, um, so uh, one thing that you won't be able to do in IE8 is uh, flip and rotate images with CSS. So, uh, you know, I honestly thought that was already a feature. Um, it's a feature in the metadata of the JPEG itself, but apparently uh, that functionality has not been exposed yet. Mm. So uh, there's apparently a new CSS property called image orientation, and you can say from image uh and when it's applied to a JPEG image, the browser will take the orientation uh, tag of the file into account, and it will, you know, do what it needs to. Oh, that's cool. So you can also, you know, explicitly say, you know, rotate this by this many degrees, or flip it, or what. So, mm. yeah. So now you oh. need to hack around that. Cool. So remember Gabe Newell? No, I do not. Uh, have you ever heard of Steam? Yeah. Okay, well, Gabe Newell is the CEO of the company behind that. Um, he says that Linux is the future of gaming despite its small market share and that new hardware is coming. So, uh, really? yes, uh, so, you know, people are thinking that, oh, the Steam box is actually a real thing. Um, but, uh, the concept, uh, that everyone is pointing to is a company that, uh, Valve invested in, uh, quite a long time ago, and it's just this little dinky thing. Hmm. So, yeah. In fact, uh, the, uh, the video of the speech, uh, I was just watching it as, uh, you know, we started po- the, just before we started this podcast. So I will be, uh, you know, watching the rest of that. So, let's see here. Great. Here's a question I've always had about Linux Can the Linux kernel compile itself? Not really, because the Linux kernel does not compile anything. It's an operating system. It essentially runs your system. It does not compile anything. Mm. So, but Linux can support a compiler which can compile Linux. So, uh, this question I came across on Stack Overflow... Um, you know, someone's essentially asking, you know, like, how can this be? You know, the kernel, the Linux kernel is written in C. Uh, how did the kernel get compiled without a compiler installed? And if the compiler was installed on my machine before the kernel is compiled, how can the compiler itself get compiled without a compiler installed? That's like, which came first, the chicken or the egg? <laughs> in fact, uh, 
I think that there was a uh, there was an example to this effect somewhere in here. But uh, the thing is, you know, the first round of binaries for your Linux box were built on some other Linux box, probably. Uh, the binaries for the first Linux system was built on some other platform. Uh, the binaries for that computer can trace their route back to some original system that was built on yet another platform. Push this far enough, you find compilers built with more primitive tools, which were in turn built on machines other than their host. Uh, keep pushing, and you find computers built so that their instructions would be entered by setting switches on the front panel of the machine. So the rule behind build the tools to build the tools to build the tools, uh, very much like the tools in which run our physical environment, uh, also known as pulling yourself up by the bootstraps. And uh, somewhere in here uh, it says, no, it's not turtles all the way down. <coughs> Are you dying over there? No. I'm fine. Yeah, yeah. Just leave me where I drop. Okay, <laughs> now you're sounding like a zombie. Uh, uh, well, I'm getting ready for Halloween. So, um, let's see, I think we've shared at least one story on here about, uh, you know, using new technology all the time. So, here's... Yeah, I think there were the several companies that we reported on that failed because they did this. Yeah, so here's... Every new project with a new technology or something. Yeah, so here's yet another story uh, that, uh, you know, kind of says the same thing. You know, don't use new stuff for everything. So, uh, here's a story of two women who wanted to own a large restaurant empire. So, uh, one of them hires this really smart guy who, uh, somehow, uh, builds the electrical and plumbing systems, uh, like ten different ways and does it like ten different ways because, like, each area of the building has a slightly different need, um, which is insane. Uh, somehow, like, built ten parts to each one of them. Uh, the other one, uh, you know, chose someone to build it all, you know, according to standards and proven things. And, uh, you know, it doesn't really take much guessing to figure out who was successful. So, uh, Jeff Bezos, uh, you heard of Amazon, right? Yeah. So, Jeff Bezos is the CEO there. He's uh, said some pretty smart things, even though uh, everyone was ringing the Doomsday Bell for a while. You mean Mayan Day, December the 24th? The 24th? I thought it was the 21st. I don't know. But... It's been about a year now. Yeah, but um, this was back when the dot-com bubble popped. Uh, so okay, way back then. Uh, apparently, there were headlines... Amazon founder named Time Magazine's Person of the Year, and analysts fear Amazon is going bankrupt, appeared within 14 months of each other around the year 2000. Hmm. Um, but yeah, Amazon is still around and kicking butt. Yeah. 
So would you mind sharing some of these? Um, sure. There are two kinds of companies. Those who will work to try to charge more and those who will work to charge less. We will be the second. Hmm. And if you do only things where you know the answer in advance, your company will go away. Yep, that's uh, advice to take on risk. Yep. If you're long-term oriented, customer interests and shareholder interests are aligned. Notice customers and not consumers. Yes, that's a very interesting note that I want to point out. That he refers to them as customers. So yep. he actually cares about people who come to his site. Well, I would too if they're going to be spending money. Yes. I mean, they're, they're, they're people too. They can go somewhere else. It's just a click away. Let's see. There's, uh, there's another longer quote in here that says, It's impossible to imagine a future ten years from now where a customer comes up and says, Jeff, I love Amazon. I just wish the prices were a little higher. Or, I love Amazon. I wish you could deliver a little more slowly. (laughs) That's pulled from a middle of a very long quote there, but, uh, you know, I did find that uh, kind of chuckle-worthy. So, now here's uh, some old but totally not useful things. So starting with, uh, you know, say you're, you know, going along and, you know, writing whatever, and you want to make your text more violent. So I found a font called Outgunned, and it's all guns. There's a grenade and a few bullets, but yeah, mostly guns. Interesting. Sniper rifles... AK-47. I think one of them is an M4. So, yeah. Have fun. Somebody got too much time on their hands. Well, this is probably made by a professional, so it didn't really take them that long. At least as as long as you imagine. So, now you can take your violent font and write violent poetry with it. Um, see, people have already written violent, uh, poetry as source code. Uh, for instance, in Perl, uh, there's a, uh, program called Black Perl, uh, which is, uh, rather dark. Uh, shall we read it? Sure. Black Pearl. Beforehand, close door, each window, and exit. Wait until time. Open spellbook. Study, read, scan, select, tell us. Write it, print the hex while each watches. Reverse the slants, write again. Kill spiders, pop them, chop, spit, kill them. Unleak arms, shift, and shift, wait, and listen. Listening, wait. Sort the flock, then warn the goats and kill the sheep. Kill them. Dump qualms, shift moralities, values aside, each one. Die, sheep, die to reverse the system. You accept, reject, respect. 
Next step, kill the next sacrifice. Each sacrifice. Wait, we do ritual until all the spirits are pleased. Do it, as they say. Do it. Everyone must participate in forbidden sex. Return last victim. Package body. Exit crypt time, time, and half a time. And close it. Select quickly and warn your next victim. Afterwards, tell nobody. Wait, wait until time. Wait until next year, next decade. Sleep, sleep, die yourself. Die at last. Is it just poetry? What does this thing actually compile to? Uh, it's Pearl. It doesn't actually do anything useful. But it's more of an exercise in, you know, manipulating syntax. Hmm. So, um, but uh, let's go over to C. And uh, there's actually a rather long string of back and forth, uh, which appears to be letters between Charlie and Charlotte that I found rather interesting. Oh, go ahead. Charlie. Double time me. Oxface. Not interested. Get out. Mainly die. Charlie die. Signed, Charlotte. Dear Charlotte, forget me not. One out, out lie. Charlotte, my dear, let me not die. Charlie. The gloves are off this time. I detest you, snot-nosed geek. Do not lie and fool me. Define love, Charlie. Love is not a toilet. Get me, Charlotte. Charlotte, my love. I love you. I long for you. Time out a while, my dear. I'll get a break, Charlie. Charlie, Charlie, hello, Charlie. Get out shortly, or get arrested. Do auto-eroticism that puts out C. P.S. Die, too, while you're at it. For Charlotte, Charlotte, lovely Charlotte. Babe, if I die, two plus Charlotte, I'll die. Else, if I get out, I'll die, too. Charlotte, for... This is just getting too hard to read. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'll not forget. Get out. Uh, I'm getting confused all over the place. Yeah. See. Huh. Get Interesting. Out. Get out, Charlie, and do not return, Charlotte. Charlotte, do not put Charlie out. Not me, Charlotte. Not for a while. Love, Charlie. Register this switch, Charlie. Charlotte is out. Charles, get off my case. Charlotte, let's see, is not Charlie's. This is not default of Charlie. Get out. If not, go to hell. Exit, Charlotte. Haiku and Ruby? Yes, so uh, Ruby was uh, started by a Japanese guy, and uh, there's a lot of, uh, you know, Ruby programmers are, you know, in Japan. And apparently writing haiku in Ruby is uh, a thing. 
but uh, we're not exactly going to go through these since it is uh, rather long. But yeah, I thought it was kind of interesting. to appreciate um let's see i was just yesterday that i listened uh to an episode of the web ahead and yes yes i know that it's on that other site that we're not supposed to talk about uh but i found this uh a rather interesting uh so uh, uh see the host uh, jen simmons runs this show and i found i find it you know, each episode rather enriching, uh, you know, as to, you know, what's going on on the web as far as, you know, the underlying technology of it goes. And uh, uh, this week's episode is uh, with Jeremy Keith. Um, so I listened to this and, you know, uh, he essentially goes over, you know, like the history of the web and, you know, like underneath and sort of like a meta perspective on everything. You know, sort of like a bird's eye view on everything, and uh, you know how uh, you remember AOL. Yeah, the thing that you get the, all the disk for. Yeah, and uh, I personally never used it except at other people's houses, and it wasn't even that great. I I, I used it. You throw them up in the air. You take the shotgun. And you go bang. Uh, that's called skeet. You know, he uh, essentially said that Facebook has essentially created AOL in the fact that it is a walled garden. And if you, you know, go outside, it says, hey, you're leaving Facebook. We cannot guarantee what's out here. So, <laughs> and uh, there's also, uh, uh, how should I say, uh, you know, like, fence posts around this, and, you know, essentially it's, you can live your life inside of Facebook and not have to go out of it. And, uh, he also talks about this, uh, movement to, uh, you know, totally own your stuff. Like, you know, run your own blog. You know, and not, uh, you know, have, you know, your primary source of information be locked up in another company, in another service. So, and uh, he also mentions that he has gone to CERN. Uh, you remember CERN? I do not. It's the, uh, the place which has the LHC, and not the hamster one. Ah, uh, okay. Uh, but arguably the most important thing that has come out of that place is not anything that has to do with science, uh... Because it's the web. You know, the very first web server and web browser and the whole idea, you know, the actual implementation originally started at CERN. And it's a nuclear research laboratory. Hmm. So, so, I mean, unless they, uh, you know, made something go faster than the speed of light, which they almost did that one time. Um, you know, they... But what happened? 
uh, they found out that like some sensor was messed up or something. So uh, false, like, yeah, false like data. Yeah, false data, false alarm or something. So until they actually make something go faster than the speed of light uh, for real this time, and somehow make it practical, you know, the web is the most important thing to come out of there. Mm. Well, I'm pretty sure even if they did that, the web would still be the most important thing that comes out of there. Uh, I guess we'll argue that when it actually happens. Yep. So... I, I mean, granted, if they somehow come up with immortality, yeah, I could see that being better than the web. True. So, but... Uh, I mean, oh, you want, you want you want to learn about World War Two? Go talk to this guy for the next five years. <laughs> so... He's not you, doing anything. Um, aside from uh, maybe throwing some atomic nuclei together. Mm. Feedbacks. Yes, we have quite a bit of feedback this time, and I believe uh, Ryan sent in feedback, uh, at least or the earliest anyway. He says, "I love the subtitle." Uh, let's see, that subtitle had, uh, and now every bug is uh, critical. Um, he Ryan says, and sometimes bugs are egregious. And uh, hi, Steve, you sound amazing. Your Microsoft is clear and incredible. Uh, uh, I remember Steven mentioning that he swears that it is some cheap Chinese thing that was about $2 or less. Uh, Ryan says, Git and GitHub for the win. Do you have a link? Uh, yes. And I'll be sure to include that in the show notes. Uh, Ryan says, Everyone's done the homemade version control. It worked so well until you literally broke everything and couldn't go back. Uh, Java to basic might be an upgrade these days with all of Java's problems. And uh, I have a comment to that. Hipsters would probably implement BASIC on the JVM instead. Uh, Ryan says that the task manager in Windows 8 is fantastic, but it's odd that the performance manager still sucks like it did in Windows 7. I'd like wireless charging, but it's not ready yet. Maybe we should focus on getting a cable that doesn't suck, to push to it into a device before we get to making wireless technology. And I'm not sure what you're talking about there, Ryan. Are you talking about that new US micro USB cable thing? Ryan says that when Matt was living out in his garage, he would use the house's Wi-Fi, but then he cooked something in his microwave and it would go from pretty good to completely gone. Hmm. Diaspora and tent.io failed, mostly for the listed reasons. I uh, had a article that had, you know, like a checklist of, you know, why your social network won't work. Uh, Ryan says, but certainly because Facebook wasn't bad enough yet and neither service had reached a critical mass. You kids in your stream games, you're all crazy. But I really like that someone is running the family model for gaming. It makes sense, of course. It can't be simultaneously played by family members, which is broken. And, uh, you know, I sort of thought about this for a while, and I realized that it was a solution for people who want to play Prey, but don't have it. And to my knowledge, it's the only game that has ever sold out and remains sold out on Steam, and it's too old and obscure to be sold anywhere else. 
Uh, fortunately, I got it about a forever before that happened, so give me a note if you want to try it. Uh, How old is this game? Uh, 2005. Oh, please. So, well, I mean, that was sort of back before Steam became a really big thing. True. So I think it might have been the first game I bought on Steam, actually. Oh, well. Mm. Uh, Ryan says, when I was a kid, my friends and I wanted to play Halo 1 multiplayer at home on a LAN, but it wouldn't let us because we didn't have our own discs, so I made copies and tried to fool it into thinking they were unique, and it didn't always work, but it did more often than not. Hmm, interesting. So, uh, Ian... Now we got Ian. Yes, Ian chimes in. And, uh, would you mind reading this? Sure. I'm really... Oh, I can't do this first one. Oh, uh, rude. I'm really glad that I don't have to take out any student loans. It sounds like a real downer. Yeah, thanks a lot, Ian. <laughs> yeah, he uh, likes to brag that he actually earned $700 from the college, like, for his first year or something. Apparently, there are perks to being poor and getting a scholarship from somewhere. Uh, well, congratulations. Now you can help me pay off my student loan. Uh, Ian, Ian. I like Steven. Yep. You should have him on again in the future. Yeah, we should. Yep. We're always looking for more guests. So um, I'll talk to him again and see if I can con him into being on here again. So, and I agree. That was like one of the best sounding episodes in a long time. Mm-hmm. So, and uh, don't forget to, uh, uh, if you have any feedback, don't forget to use the contact link. And today is International Backup Awareness Day, so back up your stuff. So, let's see, then it'll be tomorrow that my dad is coming into town, so hopefully I can get this podcast up before then. Uh, we'll be going to the Pirates game. So... Mm-hmm. Daddy! Cool. Oh, hi, Mom. Is, is, is it on the 19th is when the pirate game is? Uh, no, it's uh, on the 18th, the day before. Aww. Can't they just postpone it one day? Oh, I can talk like a pirate there. Arrgh, matey. Arrgh, you go get to comb run there, matey. I'm gonna walk the plank. I'm gonna plank you with. I'm gonna make you walk the plank. Ah, trying to, I'm trying to, trying to get the plank in with the baseball bat somehow. <laughs> the plank's gonna hit your ball so bad. <laughs> so, uh, let's see. That seems to be my plans for a while. Uh, how about you? Work, work, and more work. Release weekend. All right. So. Uh, for me, bug fix, bug fix, bug fix at work. So, in fact, uh, on Saturday, I worked at home for, my, for an hour. Nice. Oh, I guess, I guess I do have one more news. I actually pushed my version 3 of my project that I've been working on for over a year now into production just the other day. Ah, cool. And, yeah, y- yesterday... Yesterday was uh, f- f- 
first year anniversary of that program being in production. Nice. Yep. All right. Major milestone. Nice. So that seems to be it for me. Uh, so I guess uh, have a good one. You too. Adios. <laughs>